Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nasreen Barbeck and Jessica Falcon. Hello and welcome to Radically Body Love Podcast. I'm Nasrin Barbeck here with my co-host Jessica Falcon. And today we're talking about forgiveness. And forgiveness has been showing up in my circle past few weeks. And uh, when Jessica asked me, what should we talk about? I said, why don't we talk about forgiveness? <laughs> because I know it's a difficult subject. And today I want to actually explore why is is it difficult for us to forgive? And I've been thinking about this because I had to work with a client about this. And what came to my awareness is, especially if we are in a spiritual path, as challenging forgiveness can be, yet we need to embrace the forgiveness because when we close our heart to even one person our heart doesn't work like we can open it and close it anytime we want when we close our heart that's the barrier we create against love and Forgiveness becomes our path of healing. And that is our challenge in a way and opportunity to grow through forgiveness. So forgiveness is a path of healing. And of course, you know, forgiveness, we can look at it as a broad sense of forgiveness as what we need to do in the society and broader way, really. Or we can look at it as an individual forgiving ourselves and forgiving somebody else. But it doesn't matter. It's the same path. It's the same work that we need to do. And what we'll talk about that is really, we can spiritually bypass it, wanting to do it because we think it's the right thing. We need to follow the steps to truly forgive and you know we can talk about what are the steps through that and it has been part of my own journey of being able to really truly forgive and let go of blame which is empowering but the challenge is is we need to allow ourselves to go there, be vulnerable, to get in touch with the hurt, with the anger, with the shame, with whatever is there, and befriend it and sit with it to be able to move through it. Because we are conditioned, our limbic brain is to fight, flight, and freeze. 
and we don't, and that's the tendency, the first tendency. We get hurt, our heart closes, and we don't want to, we don't feel safe anymore to open it up. And I want to say that forgiveness is act of self-love. Forgiveness is not condoning. Forgiveness is a path of healing that we want to take for ourselves. And of course, through that process is learning to make sure not allowing by setting healthy boundary for our future to make sure we don't go through the same experience again. But all the work we're doing it is we're doing it for ourselves. I I love a lot of what you shared and I want us to back up for a minute and just first talk about what forgiveness is because as you're speaking, I'm reflecting on how many different definitions of forgiveness that I've heard and the way in which we think about forgiveness affects our capacity to forgive. For me, I struggled a long time with forgiveness because it was not something I wanted to do. And then I went on the opposite end of the spectrum and was like, well, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive. And then I was trying to forgive and doing all this quote work to forgive, but I was missing on the in-between and I was missing the real depth of what my soul was actually asking me to do because I was trying to be spiritually forgiving and doing the right thing instead of actually being with the pain and being with the anger and being with the impact that either my own or another person's actions had on myself and my life and its course. And so for me, forgiveness, because I'm sure we all have our own way of relating to it, forgiveness is recognizing that either myself or the other person did not have the capacity did not know any better. I know, particularly for myself, when I look back at ways that I have betrayed myself or dishonored my truth or separated from myself, I can see that I just didn't know any better. Now, the time, I only knew what I knew. And so I was only able to act based on the level of consciousness I then had. And so when it comes to another person, it can be more complicated because some people do intentionally hurt and they do know what they're doing. They know they're hurting. Here's how I look at it to move past that. Yes, they knew they were hurting. They intentionally stole, they intentionally harmed, they intentionally hurt or raped or all those other things. But they would not have done that had they not been blind to the truth of who they were and their own divinity. And therefore they were limited to a consciousness rooted in lack and blindness that allowed them to do what they did to cause harm to another. And I was actually writing about this in my book recently around compassion and empathy because when our hearts are open and have empathy for another, it's 
pretty much impossible to harm them intentionally. And so it loops. And when another person is intentionally hurting us, it's because their heart is closed, but to themselves and to the other, because if their heart was truly open to themselves, it would be open to the other. Once you recognize the divine in yourself, you can't help but recognize the divine in others. And so forgiveness is this really interesting loop of recognizing that we are all doing the best we can with what we have and where we are. And there's there are soul lessons and soul journeys and it gets so complicated. I could just keep going in loops because it gets so complicated. It's actually quite a deep subject. Mm -hmm. That's why it's a path of healing and path of growth, I believe, because it was for me. Um, when I was struggling through this forgiveness, and you mentioned this, I did get to the point of forgiveness became understanding. Like I understood the other person, why he did what he did in the level of his consciousness and trauma of his own life. And then he was protecting himself. He was protecting his heart. He was he was in the state of keeping himself safe and without awareness, which a lot of people go around and have no awareness at all in life, right? What he was doing harming me without him intentionally thinking, oh, I'm gonna do this to hurt her. She was just, he was just protecting what he thought he needs to protect himself from, which is an illusion yet again. But when I got to that level, it, it helped me to understand rather than be be wanting to like, you know, it, it just changes. The forgiveness changes to you understand. Um, and that happened with my dad too, because when I became aware of his childhood, his trauma, I understood he couldn't possibly do any different because he never received anything different. All he knew is the way he was treated. He brought it without any consciousness or awareness that he could do different because that takes courage, that takes effort. And not all of us are ready to go there. And that's, that's forgiveness does take courage because in reality, we have to open up to the pain that we feel and then sit with it because my experience was I recognized the anger and then when I sat with it and felt it in my body, it turned to pain, then it turned to shame. In turn to, it's like, if I forgive him, then maybe I'm accepting that, okay, I was wrong too. Like, like all this thing came, what it means for me to forgive the other person, right? So you go through your own ups and down and feeling all the feeling coming up for you and what is underneath of that. For me, it was a journey because as I was doing this, as I had so many different emotions that showed up that I had to sit with it. And at some point, it became part of, I had to forgive myself for allowing for some, uh, some of those things, allowing it to 
be in my reality and not being aware that I have a choice, right? So it was like forgiving myself for not knowing better that I didn't have to endure it. I could have done things different. I could have seen my own value and worth and move through it differently. So it is a journey, it's not one step, I would say. And, you know, recently I was working with a client that was really struggling and it came down to she never, she said, I did this step, I felt this and this. And it came down that she had to grieve and she didn't have that process yet. She had to grieve the relationship she lost, the future that she envisioned with that person that never happened. And when she was willing and open to actually going now through the grieving process, which by itself has few steps, she was eventually able to just release it for good. I, as I'm hearing you, I'm thinking, I've stopped trying to forgive people because I don't think it works. And I have no interest in trying to forgive people. I am focused on feeling the pain and being with the experience and not making it okay, but just sitting in the darkness of it. And from that naturally emerges an open heart. Mm-hmm. And there's no forcing and there's no efforting And there's no wanting to make it happen or wanting it to be. It's just the still sometimes inexplicable miracle of being with what is without any resistance and allowing ourselves to go into the thing that scares us most, which is our pain. Mm -hmm. Because while I hear that you're talking a lot about self-forgiveness and recognizing the choices you had and you could have done this and then it's, it's easier to understand him or forgive or think about those choices, which with self-forgiveness is a huge part of really going, oh, like I could have known this, I could have chosen this, or, but I didn't. And so how can I act differently now? So how can I, recognize the pain I caused myself by not trusting myself, for example, and how can I then choose to act differently moving forward, which is how I forgive myself by choosing differently. And there are also situations when I think about when I was a criminal prosecutor and I think about the kinds of cases I was prosecuting where people were murdering others and breaking into their houses and raping them and stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I don't personally feel that I need to forgive that and ever make it okay. Because our society has this notion that forgiveness is making it okay. I don't think it's necessary to make it okay nor do I desire to ever make it okay to hurt another person, ever. It's never okay. Even if it's a soul lesson and a soul journey and we're healing and we can recognize the beauty of how we can come closer to our own truth and our own divinity, it's never okay. And how can we 
bring our vision back to the divinity that we are and that they are, regardless of the actions that display otherwise. So that we hold the vision of what will actually allow them to see themselves, to stop the cycle of pain they're perpetrating on others. And we can hold the vision of ourselves that we are beyond what they have done to us. And therefore we can own the divine power that we have to move forward in a way that allows us to free ourselves from the pain they tried to cause us or the pain they caused us to free ourselves from the pains so that it is not who and what we become because it can be really easy to just stay in the pain and the victimhood because it's easy. It's easy to, to stay there. Mm -hmm. I know for me, I had a really hard time coming out of victimhood mentality. It took me years to come out of that, to fully own my sovereignty. And it requires divine vision. It requires attuning our vision to that of who and what we are beyond the illusion of physical form and bringing that vision into what we see without ignoring our humanity and our emotions and our pain and our physical lived human breathed experience yeah yeah and you know as you mentioned um it's not about forgiveness is not about saying it was okay that it happened to us or anything or it was okay that person did whatever. No, it's not all of, at all about that. As I mentioned, it's like act of self-love. You know, it reminds me of a story like two prisoner meet, uh, prisoner meet after a long time. And one asked the other, I said, have you forgiven our captures? And he said, oh no, never. And the other said, oh, so they still, you're still in their cap, you're, their capture, right? You're still in the prison in that sense. So it is a process is a healing process we do for ourselves. And the other thing, as you were saying, I don't know why it just came to my mind, so I'm going to share it. Just a true story that I read in here in Washington, D.C., near where I live, that uh, a 14 year old or 13, 14 year old gang member, um, part of the initiation kills another teenager. And uh, the mother who showed up in every court hearing, um, one day tell him, look at him, I said, I'm going to kill you. And then this 14-year-old who, um, who murdered his son, he she finds out that he was homeless from home to home in, you know, different homes and like something about his childhood that, you know, sort of lead him to the path of joining the gang and all that. So the mom goes and visit um, the teenager in the prison every so often. And he, she asks him, do you need something? Do you need some books? And he said, yes. So next time he brings a book, he keeps finding in her heart she wants to go visit him. And he watch over him in a way, bring him stuff. And when it's time for him to leave, she asked him, do you have a place to go? He says, no. Um, he said, well, why don't you come live with me for a little bit? Maybe I can have a friend. I think maybe we can find you a job. So he takes him in and 
with love and compassion, you know, he'll go through her own pain. And now he's like, imagine he, she's hosting the killer of her only child, you know, and then he helps them to find a job. And after a while, he tells them, you know, I did kill you. You're no longer the same person that I met the very first day in the court. And, you know, her act of loving and opening her heart to him, open his heart and change him. And eventually she asked him if I can adopt you as my son and you take, go to the room of my son. And then he ended up adopting him. But this is the path of forgiveness, the path of healing that the forgiveness, that love and compassion taking over the pain. And I'm sure she had to sit for a long time with the pain that she was feeling inside of her, the loss of her, her uh, child and all of this. But this is a power of forgiveness, really. And it is a path of healing that I think we all, it takes courage to go there, that's for sure. Um, and something that I want to invite all of us to take a look at. I love that line you said, I can't remember the exact words, but you essentially said, she opened her heart, which allowed his heart to open. And I just want to highlight that because I believe that is the essence of even beyond forgiveness, because as you said at the beginning, we often can contract and kind of eh, like, I've been hurt. All right, I'm going to push you out so you can't hurt me again. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm going to push you out because you're no longer worthy of my love because you hurt me and you cause pain. So I want to cause pain to you. And I'm very familiar with that egoic pattern. You know, that's why in part I became a criminal prosecutor. You hurt people, you have to hurt. You made them suffer, you have to suffer. And it was very much a part of my own belief system. It's very much an intrinsic part of the Judeo-Christian belief system. It's rooted in so much of our society. Mm -hmm. You hurt, you must suffer the consequences. And what became confusing for me is how to have compassion while also holding someone accountable for their actions. Because very often forgiveness, those two become conflated. And we think either we have to hold someone accountable with no compassion, or we have compassion and we don't hold them accountable. And it's, it's powerful self-mastery to do both. Mm -hmm which is a true valuing of the self, which is a true boundary, which is true compassion because it includes the self and never comes at the expense of the self. And so what I like to hope from the story you shared is that her capacity to have compassion for her own loss is what allowed her to keep her heart open to truly feeling the pain. And she had compassion for the pain that, that unfelt pain in that young man that enabled him to hurt another because he didn't value his own life. And she was able to see beyond his actions to the soul. 
And that to me is forgiveness. When you see beyond the action to the soul, you forgive the soul and yet you hold the person accountable at the same time because there's nothing loving but allowing them to continue hurting. But love allows them to choose differently. Yeah, and opening our heart to ourselves allow us to set the healthy boundary, as you mentioned, is we we need to do things different. Otherwise, we're going to experience this thing over and over again. So it's like seeing within that experience, where did I not honor myself? Where can I set healthy boundary to make sure this doesn't happen anymore? And that, that is part of the journey of um, growth, growth that I was talking about. You know, it's like it takes courage because we have to look with it. And mm-hmm. through that, also create healthy boundary to, you know, protect ourselves in a way too. But do it from a empowered place, not a victim place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so much I could say in response to that. I'm aware of time. I know we're, we're trying to keep mm-hmm. these around 30 minutes, but I just to wrap up, um, I would love to finish by just talking about how when we are looking at forgiveness and that opening of the heart and the boundary that it really is a matter of to turn it from victim to empowerment really is a matter of looking at how can I pull my power back from this situation or person? How can I choose differently for myself in this moment? How can I love myself right now? What do I need? What do I need to feel? What do I need to face? What do I need to look at? And can I do that from the perspective of my soul? Can I bring my heart into this experience, even into the feeling of being a victim? Because often we have to move through and consciously feel being a victim to get out of it. Because if we're pretending that we're not, And we're not feeling the parts of us that feel victim. We're just, like you said earlier, bypassing. Mm -hmm. And so really look into that part of us that feels like a victim. Like, what is she feeling and what is she needing right now? Mm -hmm. What is she desiring? What does she need to experience? And as we witness our own soul and call forth that power to choose how to respond in a way that is loving to both self and other, we bring our power back into the situation. Well said. Well, thank you. This was a great discussion as usual. I always enjoy listening and learning from you, Jessica. You always have deep insights which makes the conversation very deep and enjoyable for me. It's always a pleasure. And I love how we just can come from very different perspectives and yet very similar perspectives at the same time. And it gets Mm -hmm. to weave into a broader understanding. And so I hope our listeners feel the same way and that you're taking this in and letting it sit because 
the topic of forgiveness can bring up a lot of pain that's unresolved and anger and just acknowledge it if it's there and pull out your pen and paper and journal walk in the woods reflect take care of yourself and nas and i are here uh, if you guys need support on this path to sovereignty to being the love that you seek finding the love that you seek that's what we're here for so you're not alone you don't have to walk this alone we love you we love you all thank you until next